Good morning. My name is Gokan Nas. You are listening to my podcast for my final project for the family nursing class at the University of Saskatchewan College of Nursing, recorded on Wednesday, June 10, 2020, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Before I begin, here's my quick disclaimer. The following podcast is my thoughts, reflections, feelings, and personal experiences about my learning journey and personal growth during the two weeks of family nursing class at the University of Saskatchewan taught by Dr. Rosalind Compton. The topics and ideas presented may not be based on peer-reviewed evidence-based research as they are mostly my reflections and experiences. The family nursing theories, assessments, and interventions that I mentioned during my podcast are mainly from the textbook, Nurses and Families, A Guide to Family Assessment and Intervention, 6th edition, written by Lorraine Wright and Maureen Leahy, published by F.A. Davis Company in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The literature I mentioned during the podcast are listed in the references. Okay, now that we got that out, the, out of the way, let's dive into the family nursing practice and why it matters to assess the family and the individual at the same time in a clinical setting. What benefits could be gained by integrating the family into the patient-centered care? Well, I wish I could draw a picture or write a powerful poem to talk about my learning experience. But unfortunately, that's not how my brain works. I rely on my personal experiences and the way I implement my knowledge in my day-to-day life. So I'll be talking about my reflections and how I would be utilizing family nursing skills to provide holistic care for individuals and families. On the first day of the online lecture, Dr. Compton stated that care begins with the person, not by illness or diagnosis. I think this statement by itself says that there should be more to care than what we usually provide. But is that often the case? In a fast-paced clinical setting, we do not get to spend enough time with the patients, yet alone with their families. It feels like we are always in a time crunch to move to the next task, next patient, next assignment in hand. And when it comes to the treatment, we seem to be focusing on symptom management. I call this treating what we see and ignoring what we don't understand. Probably it's more comfortable and more convenient way. I think our brain is wired that way. If a patient presents with chronic hypertension, the first thing we would think is prescribing diuretics and move on to the next patient. How often do we think about the other risk factors that an individual might have in their lives? So, family nursing assessment introduced by Wright and Leahy brought up this new perspective which shows that there is more to assessment than meets the eye. Which makes, which makes perfect sense because numerous studies have provided empirical evidence of family stress as a critical clinical variable. But where are we when it comes to the skill set that we should have to be able to intervene professionally? Literature shows that only a few nurses have the required intervention skills for a more family-centered approach to care. In fact, a study of family care in adult critical care settings across the United States revealed that when nurses were unable to manage family stress, they responded either by distancing themselves from the patient and the family, or physically distancing families from the patient, which is total uh, the opposite of what we've been learning for the last couple of weeks. So. We established that family assessment is essential and critical. Let's try to reiterate the applicability of the assessment because that's how I learn. 
I'm a pragmatic person. I need to see the practical perspective and applicability of whatever it is I'm learning. If I cannot see the applicability of a theory, then it's not going to register for me. I work at the Regional Psychiatric Center as a clinical care aide, and I have regular interaction with mental health patients. Since I started learning more about family assessment and interventions, I started to integrate some of the family assessment questions into my daily conversation routine for some of the patients. As I mentioned, I'm a pragmatic person and I needed to see if these theories would work outside the academia. It was interesting to note that majority of the patients were willing to talk about their families openly and enthusiastically. They still see them as their primary support system and their future release plans revolved around the families and the social support system they had. They had to readjust the family dynamics, family roles, and the structures when they were incarcerated. As we learn, families are dynamic and constantly changing, but they come to a balance within that change. So once a family established that new equilibrium, the relationships, dynamics, and the structures are adjusted accordingly. For most of the patients that I talk to, their families, after going through that changes in their structure, dynamics, and defined roles, obviously, still continue to act as their major support network. They realize that their incarceration changed a lot in their family and caused stress not only for them and for the family members as well. Some of them mentioned that how the wife had to take on more responsibilities to take care of the kids or how they sought support from outside the traditional family network that they always used to rely on. So I could feel that any disruption to the family's, family structure's new current balance might have a devastating effect on them. I've seen some patients go into psychosis states after losing a family member outside or on the anniversary dates of the catastrophic events that they had to go through. Well, unfortunately, some patients don't have any family members outside the institution. What was interesting to note that when asked who their family is, they list their friends in the same unit, or some of them see the staff as their family. That goes back to the idea of family is who they say they are, which also gave me a whole new perspective. Subconsciously, I often link my family with blood connection, I guess, but I'm realizing that's not always the case. For them, the idea of family was a support network that they established inside the institution, which made them get up every morning and still have hopes for the future they have. I sincerely witnessed the therapeutic effect of family support and the social network. I also witnessed how the lack of it negatively affected patients' mood and behavior. Lately, restrictions due to COVID-19 has been a significant stressor for the patients, which is affecting the dynamics and relationships within the institution. When asked, I would say all of them complain about the new regulations that restricted the family visits and restricted patient-to-patient -patient interaction within the institution. Witnessing the therapeutic power of family support, I can see the benefits of integrating family assessment and interventions as part of health promotion and upstream care, especially in a community setting. Utilizing the family assessment and interventions and therapeutic efforts Therapeutic effects of families and support network would help us to identify the underlying causes of the illness rather than just the symptoms of treatments, which would allow us to provide upstream care compared to a downstream approach. 
you might be able to reduce repeated hospitalization, investigate the determinants of disease, which might be social, lifestyle, or any other causes, and definitely reduce the workload for the downstream care. To summarize, in a short amount of time, family nursing class theory helped me to consider family as a complex, changing, interwoven system with its own dynamics affecting each family member individually and as a whole unit. Quite a number of health issues such as infections, smoking, domestic violence, addiction, and end of life, which we also discussed in the class, should be focused from a a family perspective point of view to investigate the underlying causes of the diseases, risk factors, and identify the determinants of health. The opportunity that I had to integrate some of these concepts with the patients that I've been caring for have been significantly valuable for me, and the skills I learned will stay with me throughout the rest of my career, which I'm really grateful for. I know that I'll put extra effort to provide a holistic family-centered care in a fast-paced clinical environment where we're always crunched for time, but at least I'll know that the skills and the theory will always be there for me to remember and to reflect on.